right, Caroline, welcome to the Boss Chick Club podcast hosted by me, Kimmy Jane. I'm absolutely thrilled to have you on the show. It is such an honor to have you with us today. You are Mrs. Galaxy Canada 2024 and will be competing overseas uh, in the USA this August, but you are a woman of many talents and I'm really excited to dive into what you do for your career and everything you do in your spare time. But before we dive in, let's help the listeners get to know you a little bit better. Could you help the listeners uh, by giving a bit of an introduction? Well, we're going to start basic. I'm Caroline Absalom, Caroline Frolic Absalom. I go by Frolic professionally. And I live in Vancouver, Canada, so West Coast. And uh, I am Mrs. Galaxy Canada. I am a sportscaster, a weather anchor, and a wife to John and mother to our brood of cats. That's me in a nutshell. <laughs> Thank you We're for that. <laughs> Thank you for that wonderful introduction. Um, now, you did mention that you are Mrs. Galaxy Canada, which is a huge achievement, but you're definitely not new to the world of pageantry and also media and working in television, which is really exciting. So before we go into your Galaxy journey, I would love to get to know who Caroline is outside of the Galaxy system. Can you tell me, how did you get into the world of sports broadcasting? And like, do you remember what first inspired you to get into that particular industry? Well, my dad retired when I was very young, four years old. So he had nothing to do. So we just kind of looked around and it's like, you, you like baseball, you like hockey. And I'm like, okay, I do whatever dad says. So he he made me a little version of him, much to my mom's chagrin. Poor mom, poor mom, we put her through so much. And uh, I saw sportscasters on TV, Phyllis George, Andrea Kramer. And then I looked and I said, I'm going to do that. And my aunt, who I was named after, who basically let me know that I could do anything that I wanted, she goes, well, then do it. And I said, oh, well, oh, oh okay. Well, I didn't know girls could do that. She goes, well, you could do anything you want. So it was just always in the back of my head that I wanted to be a sportscaster, but always thought it was too good to be true. So I took an internship as a front desk person and did tours of a TV station in Toronto, Canada. And the right I just had a chance conversation with somebody and uh, he put me through to a television station. They auditioned me my first time ever reading from a teleprompter and they hired me. I think it was because they owed him a favor and he still denies it, but I know it's because they owed him a favor, but I took it. I moved an hour outside of Toronto, which was good. I didn't have to move too far. And the rest, as the kids say, is history. I've been working as a sportscaster and on, on television and in radio for over 20 years. So I was in the womb. Ha! No. <laughs> wow, what an incredible story. It's great to hear you had a family member that really encouraged you to go into that field and believe in yourself, even though, like you say, it's uh, quite a male-dominated industry even to this day. What do you like most about your job? paid to talk about sports. Are you kidding me? I do it all the time anyway for free and talk anyone's ear off who will listen about what's going on in the world of sports, but at least now I'm I'm able to do it. But what's really great about being a PA announcer, public address announcer, you know, the voice inside the arena announcing the goals and whatnot, is it's still rare for a woman to be doing it in hockey and for the Abbotsford Canucks, which is sort of the feeder league for the Vancouver Canucks of the National Hockey League. This is Canada. We're all, you know, all about hockey and seeing little girls walk by and just going and then it's important for them to see 
us women up there. And I'm also the, the PA announcer for Vancouver Football Club. Yes, football as in soccer, not as in hand egg or whatever it's called outside of North America. But it's very important that young girls and even young boys see that, okay, women can do this job. And oh, maybe there is some equality and maybe she, we should judge people based on their talent instead of gender. So that's the best part of my job is getting to talk about sports. That is incredible. And I think you've mentioned in one of your posts before, um, you can't be what you can't see. And it's so important to raise the visibility of women in all fields. Um, and like you are doing yourself in sports broadcasting, which is really cool. And you're obviously a great role model and you're in pageants. So it all kind of ties in together really nicely. Accolades to your name, uh, just to name a few, aside from your current title, you were Mrs. Hawaii in 2015 and placed top three at the Mrs. America pageant. You are a former director of Miss the Miss World Pageant Canada, Miss Maui USA, Miss Maui Teen USA pageants, and even lived and worked in New York City with the Miss Universe organization. That, that was fun. That's incredible. I would love to know what first drew you to pageants. Gosh, again, watching television, like probably like all of us, right? Watching it on television going, oh, I want to do that. I want to do that. For me, it was when Karen Baldwin of Canada won Miss Universe. I was really, really little then. And I just, again, looked at my aunt, my mom and my dad and said, I want to do that. Aunt, well, then why don't you? You know, she was just that, okay, then do it. And I, you know, wanted to be Miss Canada, Miss Universe. That never happened. Uh, but and I grew up in the States as well. So pageantry for little ones are huge there. And one of the girls I was going to school with, God, we're talking about grade two or three, something like that. I was like nine or 10 years old. She was entering the Miss Hawaii preteen pageant and she came back and had such great things to say about it. And I just said, mommy, I want to do that. She's like, All right. So my mom's stoning this dress that we got from JC Penney, which was sort of a, a department store at the time sewing my dazzling my dress at age 10 and I just loved it and yeah just kept on entering kept on doing it <laughs> and here I am I thought I was done at age 26 <laughs> no I love that it's I mean there's it's never too late to enter a pageant it's all about you know self-development confidence getting out on stage and just having an absolute blast um as part of your pageant journey currently with Mrs. Galaxy Canada, can you tell us a little bit about what you're working on? Because I see on your Instagram page, you do a lot of volunteer and charity work and I don't know how you have time for all of it. <laughs> <laughs> I just sort of make time. I mean, I've been doing volunteer work since I was a little, little girl uh, growing up in Hawaii. I was bullied for being different and I was just little and I didn't understand and my mom took me to a place that fed the homeless. And she said, you know, if you focus on doing something good for other people, then you'll feel better about yourself. And then, you know, good things will happen to you. And it was just instilled in me from a very young age that, oh, okay, I'm in a good position. So I have to give back because I've never been hungry. These people are hungry. Wow. And I thank my mom every day for that wonderful lesson at a young age and it's just something I do if there's some if there's a need in the community okay what can I do uh but now I just do it with 
this and the, the on, and I post about it to hopefully motivate others to do something in their community because you don't have to raise, you don't have to have fundraisers that raising $10 million an evening. You don't have to save the world. I'm not going to cure cancer, but I can do a little bit of good. So that's what I, I really enjoy doing. It really feeds my soul for lack of a better way of describing it. That's beautiful. And I 100% agree with that messaging that you don't have to raise a million dollars to have a real life impact in your own community. It's like making that impact on a real human level, um, just in your local city or town, which is a really wonderful, beautiful thing to do. Um, yeah, just making a food delivery and seeing how grateful they are or donating blankets when it was winter here, donating blankets so people can stay warm and survive the night. Something we just take for granted, but having a blanket, they're just, thank you. And I donated once I donated six and then I went back and I donated more. And I kept saying, I'm so sorry, there's not more. No, thank you. And it just really hit me that, wow, we, we don't have to put our life on hold. We don't have to raise $10 million. Just a little bit can make someone's day. I'm getting emotional. A little bit can make someone's day as, as you know, as you, you att can attest to. Yeah, no, you're 100% right. It's like maybe small for us to go and do those things, but it can make a world of difference to someone who's, you know, living on the streets or, you know, can't afford to eat or be warm in winter and all those sorts of things. So you're so right. And something that I love about the Galaxy system in particular is that the Galaxy girls are forced to be reckoned with. As a cohort, you've got all these women, like, for example, in Canada, you've got all the contestants leading up to national finals and beyond. They're going out in a community and they're this huge group of women that are making these little impacts on real people's lives. And I think that that's why the galaxy system is so beautiful. Did you, um, can you tell me a little bit about what drew you to entering um, Galaxy Canada um, as opposed to other systems you've done in the past? Well, I was looking at Galaxy for many, many years, back when I was a miss, so a long time ago, and it was in Pageantry Magazine, and I was just drawn to it, drawn to it, drawn to it, and it just scheduling and life happened and never made it come to fruition, and then it, there was always just a bit of an imposter syndrome that, no, there's no way I'm good enough for Galaxy, oh, there's no way, so I had to stifle that, and I finally entered Canada Galaxy uh, three years ago now, and it was going to be my one and done, my last pageant. I'm going to go out with a bang for a good, fair pageant, and then I'm done. Well, again, famous last words. I was second runner up that year, met the most incredible people. I don't know what Galaxy does or how they do it, but I've never met more extraordinary women ever. And this system, all inclusive. As I say, no, it really is. You know, I, my age was never a big deal. My weight was never a big deal. My height was never a big deal. It's who are you? Oh, are you a good person? Great. Come on in, hop aboard. Uh, so I had such a wonderful experience that first year I entered again, first runner up. And then I entered again and finally uh, bumped up. <laughs> so I moved up every year, but you're right. Something about the galaxy system just attracts such incredible special people. And my only regret is I didn't do it sooner, but you know, we can't control that. And it all happened as it should, because I'm a better person having gone through the Canada Galaxy system. And now you'll be competing for internationals this year in August. How are you feeling about that? I am so excited. I already got to meet a lot of the contestants. 
there was an event in Wisconsin, USA called the pageant event. And a lot of the galaxy girls were there. And now it's to the point where, oh yeah, I'm competing at internationals. Oh my God, I can't wait to see my friends again. So it's that mindset of, oh my gosh, I'm going to see them again. And we're going to be in Florida. It's going to be hot and it's going to be so much fun. And so it's, oh yeah. Oh, and I'm competing, but I get to see my friends. So I'm just so, so looking forward to it. Just, I can't, I can't even, I always count down. Oh, okay. It's this many months. It's this many months. And it's just after my birthday too. So I'll be uh, extra, uh, extra celebratory. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Having your birthday before a pageant that will make for a very busy, but exciting time. I was going to ask you about how your preparation's going and like picking out outfits and interview prep and all that sort of thing. But like I mentioned before, you've been a director yourself, a contestant, a judge. Does that make it easy to prepare for an international pageant? Gosh, no. Oh my gosh. I can dress anyone. I can look at someone and go, oh, this style is going to look good. I knew this color. I can see this hair. I can see this style for me. What is a plaid turtleneck going to work for evening gown? What, what am I doing? Can I wear a sneaker? When it comes to me, it's just all logic and reason is out the window. So I need people to think for me and help me. <laughs> like I said, other people, I, I feel like I have an eye and I feel like I can, I can assist with that, but me, no. So I've got, I've got friends and family and, you know, people going, um, are you okay? Why do you think you should wear this in public? And then I go back and I look, ah, oh, okay. Yes. I guess I would look like a big sponge or something. But yeah, so my my preparation is just still just doing what I do, going out in the community and just getting myself right, mind, body, physically, you know, to be in a pageant, you have to have everything firing on all cylinders, uh, you know, mentally, physically, spiritually, philanthropically. So just making sure all my tanks are full and that makes me a better person, but also prepares me to be in the galaxy system. So just kind of doing what I'm what I'm doing and hopefully picking out cute outfits in the process. <laughs> well, sounds like you've got everything under control and I'm really excited to see your journey when you go to internationals. Aside from potentially walking away with a title at internationals, is there anything that you really want to get out of that experience? Just the honor of representing my country. You know, it says it's so special. At any time, Canada or Canadians do anything special we all get excited I'm sure like with Australia you hear Australia everyone goes (laughs) and if Canada's name is called in the Mrs. Division it's directly based on what I do and I don't take that lightly and so I just want to be a good representative and I always told our girls when I was a director when they go abroad or when they compete at the state level yeah People are going to judge where you're from based on you. Not everyone's going to be able to come to Canada. Not everyone wants to, but not everyone's going to be able to come to Canada. So how I interact with people, that's they're going to be, that's their thought of Canadians. So I just want to put my best foot forward and just you know, make, make people proud and have people go, oh yeah, Mrs. Canada, I liked her. She was really nice. She was really cool. So that's, that's my real goal. I can't control what the judges do or want or want to who they want to choose or what I what they're looking for but I can control how I react and how I present myself and I just hope to present the best 
possible version of me and represent Canada well. I am 100% certain you will do a fantastic job representing Canada. I have no doubt in my mind and I'm really excited for your journey. Um, before we wrap up this podcast interview, Caroline, I would love to ask a question I ask all of my podcast guests, which is, do you have a quote or a message you would like to leave the listeners with? Well, I think you touched on it earlier. And if you can see it, you can be it. Billie Jean King said that. And representation matters, whether it be gender, uh, religion, sexual orientation, uh, color of your skin, representation matters. You don't know you can do something until you see someone doing it. And if you have to pave, pave the way, do it. Break down that door. Imposter syndrome is real. We're all going to feel it. But as someone, as I heard a quote a long time ago, imposter syndrome is real, but while you're there, enjoy it. You've already crashed the party. You might as well have as, have as much fun and snacks as you can while you're there. So that's my message is if there's something you want to do, do it because you never know who is watching. When I started doing PA announcing, people would say to me, oh, is this a dream come true? And I'd say, no. Oh, really? You never wanted to be a public address announcer? Well, no, I just didn't know that I could. You know, I was raised to know that girls and women can be anything they want. Oh, but just maybe not that. So it was never a dream because I didn't know I could dream it. So going through all that I went through and other females in male-dominated industries, what they go through, there's a reason for it. And people before me went through everything. So we had this opportunity. So if you can see it, if you can, if you can see it, you can be it. That's my message. Get out there and uh, make the world better, not just for you, but for the next generation to come. You said that perfectly. What a beautiful message, Caroline, and um, a perfect, perfect role model, honestly. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Um, I feel very inspired by everything you've said today, and I hope that lots of women listen to this episode and feel inspired to maybe go after their goals, even if they previously thought maybe they couldn't because it was a male-dominated industry or just something that they hadn't considered a possibility for them before. So I really appreciate your time. Or even age too. I'm 50 years old and I'm still competing in pageants. So <laughs> you're never too old. Hey, like I said, my last pageant was uh, 25 years ago. <laughs> Here I am. So if you want something, go get it. Perfect. I 100% agree. Age is just a number. And I think that it's never too late to go after your goals. So 100%. Well, you've been a wonderful guest, Caroline. I hope you enjoy the rest of your evening in Vancouver. And I can't wait to watch the rest of your journey. If anyone wants to uh, follow along, can you share maybe your social media handle? My, well, of course, Mrs. Galaxy Canada on Instagram. And my personal is It's Frolic. And yeah, Facebook, Caroline Absalon, but I'm more I'm more Instagrammy than anything. I like posting pictures and stories and, you know, quick and easy. <laughs> so follow me, Mrs. Galaxy Canada. Let's chat. Perfect. Thank you so much, Caroline. And I look forward to watching your journey. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's been an honor. Yay, Australia. Bye. <laughs>